The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guests' own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of AIHA. AIHA does not endorse any guest or the entity that they represent. On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, protecting the next generation of workers in the workplace with guests Jennifer McLaughlin and Michaela Hall. Welcome to another episode of Healthier Workplaces. I'm Bob Krell, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Media and your host for this program from AIHA. Stay with us. Meet Alice Hamilton. She was an early pioneer in what we know today as industrial hygiene. Her work had a profound impact on AIHA's earliest members. AIHA's Hamilton Club recognizes organizations that continue her work. These corporate partners use innovation and expertise to shape the future of worker health and safety. Partners receive tiered benefits of access, recognition, contribution, and brand exposure. The Hamilton Club is the center of support and investment between club partners, AIHA, and its members. This is where the future of the profession shines the brightest. For more information, visit AIHA.info slash Hamilton Club. Back live here at AIHCE 2023, Phoenix, Arizona. Hello, hello. I'm Bob Krell. I'm the host of the Healthier Workplaces show, and we're doing some special edition uh, broadcasts and shows uh, from the live expo hall. Um, so anyway, today uh, with me are joining me, Michaela and Jennifer from the uh, Teen Workplace Safety. Yeah, Safety and Health Committee. Yeah. Safety and Health Committee. I, I, cut, I cut that off already. So... I, I guess I, I need the 10,000-foot the overview on this, if, if at all possible. Um, uh, so t teenagers entering the workforce often face un unique challenges. I mean, that's, you guys recognize that. So, so what's, I mean, what's the, the primary, or maybe not primary focus, but what is a major impetus for, you know, for having this committee and doing this? Do you want to start since <laughs> you started? She, Jennifer started the entire task force okay. for... Um, AIHA with this, and then it became a committee. So it's really awesome to have her here to kind of give the background, the history. That's fair. Um, so we uh, back in uh, 2015 um, at the AIHA fall conference, uh, AIHA partnered with NIOSH to put together a program called Safety Matters. And so the idea behind Safety Matters is it was based on the NIOSH curriculum that's in every state in the United States. Um, called Talking Safety, and they kind of boiled it down and made it something that teenagers that you could roll out through school systems and grades 7 through 12, so that if you've never even worked a job, you'd know to expect a safe workplace. And so that's sort of how this group got started. Um, I started as a task force in 20, uh, 2017, working with the, um, Mark Ames um, and the government relations group here at AIHA, and we've grown to a full garnered committee 
And that's what that's what our that's what our purpose is: is empowering young workers to expect a safe workplace. So, so when did you become a full-blown committee from a task force? During the pandemic. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Why, why would why would that go together? I, I don't, don't know. It was just when the approval went through to become a full committee status because we kept meeting all of our goals as a task force, and you get to a certain point where you've sort of checked all the boxes, and then you wanted to kind of continue the mission. So oh, that's makes how total we sense. became the committee. So then, you, Michaela, you joined when? So I started out as secretary when we became a committee. Jennifer was president. And we have another gentleman named Brian. He was the uh, vice chair at the time. And then we've rolled through. And I'm finishing up as chair now. Uh, my next question would be, are, what are the specific or what are some of the specific uh, workplace situations or hazards that teens would maybe encounter that maybe adults in the workforce might not encounter? Or, or, or are they the same, is the same set of parameters a lot What's of times it's a similar parameters across the board. If you think of when you enter into the workforce, you usually start certain jobs like landscaping, babysitting, lifeguarding, working in a grocery store, um, some unique areas of the country, maybe agriculture where you have a little more high hazard jobs. A lot of times you're not allowed to go into super high hazard jobs like construction or things like that. Uh, but we all enter the workforce at some point. But when do you really get good health and safety training? Most people are like, um, it's hard to, I, I didn't get it till I was in college and start taking classes and knowing what to do. It wasn't until I got into my first internship in health and safety okay. at a government facility that I ever have true health and safety training. So you can't expect much. And do you think that's, that's typical? You know, the younger, younger workforce is, is really, they're thrown into jobs that really don't get safe health and safety training? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I like for, both for of you sure. are like very emphatic about that. <laughs> we were for talking sure. about that earlier because yeah. we were saying how a lot of the professions or the jobs that youth go into, there's not a strong health and safety culture usually established at those types of job environments already. And so, yeah, like they're sort of lucky to get on the job training, training for like the actual job that they're performing, let alone like safety training that is part of the job. But you have this like the really common stuff, slip, trip, fall. That's everywhere all mm -hmm. the time, right? Sure. So things like that. And then this, the idea behind the safety matter training is that it teaches kids to identify the hazards. So that's part of kind of the presentation, like find the hazard, you know, in the scenario and that kind of thing. And so it, it gets them thinking, you know, more critically thinking. Yeah, and it, it makes sense because a lot of the, I, I, just thinking back, you know, however many decades back when I was a teenager, God, I was like, but, you know, the jobs that, I got involved with this in the 70s, so, you know, pre I hate to admit it, predating OSHA, you know, that's, I started in the workforce prior to that. I, it really wasn't safe. I mean, talk about unsafe conditions, just ridiculously unsafe conditions. And general contractors about got three of us killed, you know, jacking a house up with undersized jacks, and one of the jacks blew out and oh dropped the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> scary. Things. Yeah, yeah but, but, I mean, so, I mean, I can see the the... You know, teens in the workforce, a lot of times are working fast food. So those are places mm -hmm. where, you know, s slip and fall hazards are huge, right? And yeah, and then and even just fast, like speed. Like, so that's the thing is that their ki kids are encouraged to work faster, produce more, do you know, and, th and that's when people start to get hurt, mm -hmm. sure. right? I even adults. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that makes sense. When yeah. And, and I, yeah, you're right. And I guess there's a lot of, again, they're going to be getting jobs that are necessarily at the top of the spectrum of jobs. So these are not the menial and even supervision that's i mean not having a supervisor who's right there with the teen workers or young workers that makes a big that makes the job unsafe in certain circumstances mm -hmm. you know 
Makes total well. sense. Okay. Next note. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this is good. Okay, this is a good one. So, you know, obviously, uh, education and awareness are, like, huge, right, for for for, for these people entering the workforce, these y younger younger employees to understand that. So what, I, I guess, how you know, how do we get that culture, that mindset that you have to think about it, right, as far as, you know, for, uh, is, does it come from the parents? Does it come from the employer? Does it come from both? I, mean, I think it really needs to come from kind of three perspectives, from family or parents, um, other adult influencers in that child's life or teen's life from work as well and then also from education systems. We teach a lot of things in our school systems that empower people as they get older and get into the workforce, into the real world. Why are we not doing this part of health class, even one session or one hour session on basic health and safety, just like you have health 101 in, I remember I had it in ninth grade. It's like you can get to the kids early on, get them empowered with the education, and then if you start that from the bottom, it'll work their way through. Those guys go back into the workforce, and they become managers or trainers for whatever environment they're in, whatever occupation it is. And then when they have youth workers or become a parent themselves or an aunt, uncle, they can help educate through as well, kind of full circle. Uh, so how how do you get that into school curriculum and you know in the the health class? I mean, it's, that seems it's like really that's daunting, hard. right? It yeah. is really hard. <laughs> Sounds simple but really hard. <laughs> it's hard because I mean, so pre-pandemic you had um, sort of like this push all the time to kind of teach to the tests. So you had sort of like the standardized testing, and then you know I started going, okay, maybe I can meet with superintendents and talk to them about you know doing it professional development, teacher professional development, and the superintendent I worked with was like, that's not really how that works. Like, they get to self-select what they want to do. Like, I think you really want to do, like, a big auditorium thing. So I've done big auditorium ones. I've done specialized classes and, like, some of the culinary classes. Or it, the, the most interesting one I ever worked with was um, the, the artist, the art class, the kind of um, the high-level National Honor Society art students. And I got them kind of engaged to put together um, most of the states run a poster contest, a teen workplace safety poster contest okay. and so engaging them at that level was interesting so really any angle you can use any any teacher that you know in your own community like that's what we're like asking our membership the AIHA membership to do is kind of engage teachers in their community and see if they can get in through the through a friend so, so so part of your plan is to actually get practitioners AHA member practitioners absolutely to, to be out in their own communities in their own school districts in their own yeah that's exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. That's so it's exactly. grassroots, really, all yeah. the way. Yeah. And then also, like, we've realized that because that is so difficult and because there are so many obstacles with that, you know, kind of pairing it with um, some kind of career day things like feeding the pipeline, trying to get some, you know, kids interested in the public health areas. And as well, like, that next level is, like, how can the kids find this online themselves, mm -hmm. right? So kind of meet them where they're at. So some TikTok stuff, some Instagram stuff, and really kind of populate social media. So that's one of the goals of our committee right now is trying to get this into their hands themselves. And so we got to get kids together. So we started the Teen Advisory Council. And so we're going to be trying to start to break that out at uh, a lot of different school systems. But we need volunteers from our community, from our membership, to bring to their communities to make this really spread. So, yeah, so that – and that's really – that's your – your primary goal right now is to try to get that. So you're going bottom up, which makes sense. We have to. You're yeah. not going to top down this, I don't <laughs> no. think. No. no, not at all. No. no. And it's unique, too, because every community is different. Every state is different. Every region is different. Um, even within a state, you have so much different populations, different um, collections of workforce. And so it's really 
if someone that knows their community well can be a pillar and a catalyst in the community and educating in that area and then just let it kind of spread like wildfire from there. Are there any specific resources, you know, besides, you know, trying to bring it to the public schools or school districts, um, you know, that you found effective in getting this message out? There's that, is that really your primary focus is to bring it, educate through schools? Or do you, are, is there any outreach to prospective employers that maybe have a high percentage of teen employees? Yeah, so I think that's something that we've been working towards, that we have put out a brochure that um, member volunteers could go out and kind of hand to employers. Um, we'd like to try to take that next level step in rolling it out to employers by doing a little course that um, their employees can take online with a little certificate kind of thing so they can kind of boast that, you know, their workers are, you know, safety matters trained. So that's that's kind of like the next the next step beyond that. But we do have a safety matters center on our um, teen workplace health and safety committee page, which has all the resources and videos and things like that that we've done. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Um, so how how big a committee is this? Because again, I, you know, a lot of lot of members participating on the committee to help you drive this. Yeah, we've got about thirty four members oh, wow. on the committee, but um, we are definitely looking for more folks. Absolutely, great opportunity for student members as well. Um, getting some of the student local sections involved too, a little more peer to peer conversation um, as well would be awesome and beneficial. Same with young professionals. Okay. So we kind of covered this cursorily, but like one of the things, sharing some examples or partnerships uh, uh, with the committee or as established with employers and stuff. Like, so I guess maybe I want to delve a little bit deeper into, into you know, what partnerships that your, your committee has done with prospective employers or organizations. Um, obviously, this is going to take pretty good collaboration to move this forward right yeah definitely um i know that um whenever possible um all the members of the committee try to meet with legislators in their states and talk to them about you know what else can we do what else can we be doing and kind of using that kind of um uh office hours time with them or coffee hours time a lot of them do that um they do went in my local community on cape cod and so I've taken advantage of that opportunity. Any, any sort of anybody in the public I can get, I can get there, uh, get them to listen to me and, and, and brainstorm every, every little bit helps. Are they receptive? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Everyone wants to keep, keep teen workers safe. So, yeah. Yeah. It's I guess something I people can get behind, you know? I mean, but certainly uh, I would say there's, there's, there's probably a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot of employers, but there's, there's a lot of areas where health and safety is just lacking enormously right like well like small employers that maybe don't have any uh worker health and safety programs in place you know like little private contractors small you know that's right so how do you how do you reach those type of employment situations is it, as i you know earlier mentioned my experience with this private contractor who's you know just totally unaware of any safety whatsoever in fact people are getting hurt every week on this job site like a lot yeah, it's like it's it's hard because um, you they think if you come in wrong with your approach and make them feel like they're doing something wrong, I think it's more of like we can offer value. This is part of like our volunteer service to our professional membership, you know, coming in and teaching the workers and even just going through the program with them. It's, there's nothing scary in the program. We're just we're we're making the kids more aware, which is going to increase their productivity ultimately if kids are being safer on the job. 
Yeah, it's all about empowering them, giving them tools for their toolbox so they can be successful as they move forward. Same if you're trying to help with a mom and pop shop that approach it like you're trying to help them and empower them, not make them feel bad about not having a, something established already. And then even like feelings, right? I mean, just teenagers and their feelings, like that can slow down a workplace, that can make for an unsafe workplace. Like you've got some kind of drama going on between workers, you've got, you know, people being excluded, you've got, I mean, there's all kinds sure. of, so the teen mental health aspect is something too that we're really interested in kind of incorporating in as well. Yeah, I guess you, you really do have to encompass all of that, right? Yeah. Because it's, it, it, it all it yeah, affects it all, your it health all, and it safety, it all for sure, yeah. As you think about the focus of AHA a lot with the um, total worker health perspective yes. as well, and that comes into play with your young workers as well, and sometimes it can be a little more dynamic, mm -hmm. um, not as steady. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like the emotions and the hormones. <laughs> and the, you know. All that's going, and so you have to deal with a lot of that at the same time, but they've yeah. got sometimes a little rougher than we do as adults, I would say. Yeah, I, I think, but I think a lot of times we fail to recognize that, mm -hmm. yeah. right? I mean, on, honestly, it's like, yeah, you always, it seems like the, you know, as generations progressively get older, right? You know, it, it's you always uh, back in my day, you know, <laughs> and that doesn't really play well. It plays yeah. less well. I think the further we move ahead on the timeline, uh, it, it plays less well, even th than in previous generations. Now, nobody wants to accept that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that, that's a factor. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I, I guess looking ahead, what type of what type of trends, uh, you know, what what's what's on the horizon? What are the things that that would need to be focused on to appropriately address, uh, you know, teens in, in the workplace? Like, you know, what do you see? What, what's the next steps? I mean, you, you've laid out some current things you're doing. What what's down the road for you? Um. I think That's a good question. Well, <laughs> so I mean we I talked I about it at our meeting yesterday. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think we should probably maybe talk about that, yeah. right? I mean, do you want to start? You go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think, you know, what we're facing right now, we discussed it a lot at our, our Teen Workplace Health and Safety Committee meeting last night, is that there is a trend right now that they're trying to relax some child labor laws. And so as a committee, we're like... How do we how do we handle this? Like how do we how do we move forward and how do we make people understand how important it is to protect their safety and keep things where they are versus That's counterintuitive. Right? Yeah. I mean Yeah. Completely. It's like Yeah. There was a reason way back in the day we added these child labor laws. Yeah. Why I mean, are like we the, now you thinking know, the little kids okay working in a factory seven it. days a week for like fourteen hours a day. Not yeah. a good idea. But I yeah. think there's like this desperation right now with the workforce and trying to find you know it's like re every everywhere you go, every people are people are closed for like these really extended lunch times and things like that. At like common places, pharmacies and things like that because they can't get Obviously, in that situation, it would be teenagers working in a pharmacy, but it sort of rolls out to all the all the areas that there's just not enough help right now. So Are you seeing this like is this nationally or is this like yeah. more in certain states? I mean, because obviously, you know, labor laws vary. They do vary pretty from state pretty to state. Radi radically state yeah. by state. Yeah. So there's. Is it thirty? I think it was. Is it? I thought it was. 16, 16 states right now, now that are looking at Have actual legislation on the docket. Yeah, so relax, child labor. Relax. Yeah. Uh, that's ludicrous, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we agree. That, yeah. yeah, that that literally makes no sense to me whatsoever, I, and and it kind of goes against everything that you're trying to do with the committee. You're, you actually literally have you have st state entities that are taking this a different direction. Yeah, it's like it's hard enough to you know keep the kids safe at work, and again, part of the reason that that kids get injured or young workers they define a young worker as anybody under 25 a young worker they're less experienced they don't have as much 
experience overall, right? And so they don't have as much kind of um, practice. And so they tend to get hurt more often. Sure, yeah. You know, and so that kind of thing. Um, tr the training, I mean, just training to do the job. I mean, I've worked with teenagers and it's amazing. Like well, just day to day, they, do day, a, they, they don't forget. do a great job of even teaching them how to do the job, <laughs> right. honestly. Forget right. the health and safety part, but just even right. to perform the tasks that they're expected to do. A lot of employers, you know, throw their lower end employees just into the fire yeah, right away. They do. And again, if they again, I think these uh, workers aren't being supervised and not being helped by adult workers. And in certain situations, it's against the law to have them working on their own, you know, mm -hmm. restrictions, time and time restrictions and things like that, time of day and extra hours and sometimes kids are working without work permits they don't even know together you know like there's so much education that even comes prior to even us coming in and doing our training so makes sense i think one of our biggest pushes is even if you go talk to one group or one um, child you're making an impact as you move forward if you give someone that tool for their toolbox and empower them it's going to be that catalyst and they're going to spread that word if you have kids that are teenagers or you're an aunt or uncle or you have friends that have that conversation with them even things about wearing safety glasses and hearing protection when you're mowing the lawn and also showing by example if they're around you making sure that you're doing those things correctly too or even just bringing up the topic of health and safety and its importance i think the more we talk about it the more it becomes something that kids will be on the lookout for when they're at work or even empower them to ask certain questions yeah i mean i, I guess I, I would think at times the teens especially right younger younger employees might be more intimidated you know as by their employer you know even even if not by design just just by the nature of the fact you're younger, you feel, you know, you're at a lower status there. To even bring up questions and even ask, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, like how, how do we change that culture so that it's, it's okay to ask questions to be safe, right? Well, right, and that, that's true, and you have, <laughs> you have kids. I, I actually had the opportunity to run a teenage workforce for the last three years in the summertime as a volunteer position, and it was amazing. I mean, the kids would you know like sometimes they'd be like hiding from the adults in the place oh, right man. like literally hiding literally. like i can see you sitting on that cooler can you not do that you know <laughs> and so that, i mean that that's part of it you know or like other adults would ask them to do things that i'm like they would come to me or they'd say you know somebody asked me to do this i'm like you're not doing that no so i mean it, you know yeah but you have to have that good relationship so sure. if i didn't have that good relationship with them they could have been doing things that like they really shouldn't be doing and they have to feel comfortable to come to that person yeah. the responsible person that hopefully is looking out for them right you know yep. but then you're you're also you're you're laboring under the pretense that you know most job sites have that adult that actually cares right. more about the welfare of the teen workers than their bottom line, which I, I'm not trying to make bad commentaries here, but there's a lot of that. No, there is a lot of that. Unf I mean, unfortunately, and I think, you know, again, it goes back to like, you have a bunch of teenagers all working together and like, I've seen, I've seen that slow everything down or I've seen, you know, p this is in a uh, restaurant type situation mm -hmm. and seen, you know, people asking for their food and this kind of thing and really putting pressure on and, and you start to see the thing unravel where you can see everything unraveling once they're behind on like one ticket, the whole thing just you know, and you, you need someone to jump in and like, okay, let's straighten this out. Let's get this going. And like, let's try to not have this happen again, you know, and you learn from it, but hopefully in like a safe way, not right, in right. an unsafe way. So, I mean, that that's just seems uh, hugely important. You know, what, what, what you're working on with the committee is, um, that's, that's, I, I think it's really important if, especially if you have this, this, uh, 
drive from certain states to, you know, lacks the rules, then there's at least got to, you know, if an employer's not forced to, you know, to take this on in such a way that it's responsible, then somehow you have to encourage them to, <laughs> or at least, or at least encourage the work, the, the teen workforce to know the questions to ask and know that things, these are not safe things to do. You shouldn't be doing them. Right. Yeah. If it like it feels wrong, it probably is kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Listen to your gut. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. that's real important stuff. So anyway, Matilda, uh, Jennifer, it's a th you know it's uh, this is great. This is a, I'm happy that you could uh, spend some time with us here at uh, the event and talk about what your committee's doing. Hope to hear more from your committee and more about some of the things your initiatives in the future because hey we're doing this show on a regular basis for AIHA so there's awesome. that. we normally wouldn't get to be in person though this, this okay. is this is this is an anomaly because we're I, we do this show remotely okay oh cool so I, I usually record this online and everybody's all over the world coming in on the show so it's to actually be face to face and uh, have to control the uh, live production <laughs> issues yeah. so that's always that's always fun uh, but any anyway it was great um Look to hear more from you and, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks yeah. very much. So, yeah, that's uh, so that we're going to be here all three days for uh, the AIHCE 2023 event in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Healthier Workplaces is a show that airs twice a month. Uh, we actually do it, as I just mentioned, as a recorded program. And uh, you can see it on the first and third Wednesdays. We drop it uh, each month. And uh, this is like a whole special uh, special set of additions that we're doing here for this event where we're a little live streaming, a little recording, put it together in just uh, a little bit of a flair. And we, we, we're actually in the field. We get a chance to see you all. So, that, that, so that's exciting. So that's our show for this week. We'll be back again with another episode of Healthier Workplaces. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.